everybody! How's it going? This is the Danger Hour, and I am your fancy pants host, James Danger Pants. How are you all? Today is hump day. Have you humped anything yet? I did. Oh my god, James. Tell me more. Listen, you fucking weirdo. I'll, I'll share all I want to share, but I think you really want some deep, dark, dirty details. The deeper, the better, James. Oh, ho, ho. actually, on this case, I will have to agree with you. Oh my god, James. You're crossing over. Crossing over to what? What are you saying about yourself? I just... I just went crossing over to the to the cool side, James, where cool things happen. All right. I'm sure that's what you meant. <sighs> what are you blind, James? Nothing. Um, listen, everybody, I have to uh, I have to t- <laughs> I have to tell you something that makes me extremely happy. I've told you before on previous episodes that uh, I'm not I'm not proud to admit it. I am actually quite ashamed to admit it. You all know this. Are you talking about the tucking, James? No, not the tucking. I've never been ashamed of that. You gotta be proud of that shit. If you're a real man, you're proud of it. No, I'm talking about... uh, I'm not gonna say my love. I'm not gonna use that word. That's too strong of a word. I'm gonna say my... My like? Is even like a too strong of a word? Uh, I like... No, how about... I can tolerate... Taylor Swift's music. Oh my god, James, I love Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, that does not surprise me. Your kind usually does. James, what are you implying? I'm talking about people that like pop music. Oh yeah, James, that's that's correct. Fruity Pants that like pop music. What was that, James? Nothing, nothing at all. So uh, yeah, Taylor Swift. Hater all you want, but you have to admit, you have to. That her songs are goddamn catchy. And yes, it's annoying. It's annoying to, to realize that you like, uh, okay, tolerate her music. But if you're a real man, you can look yourself right in the eye, in the mirror, mirror, and you can, uh, you can say, you know what? I can tolerate that music. It's not that bad. It is catchy. James, usually when I'm looking in the mirror, I'm saying who's the fairest of them all. Oh, Christ. All right, I'll take the bait. And what does this fancy pants magic mirror respond with? Is it you? Well, no, James, of course not. It's Tom Selleck, James. It's Tom Selleck. All right, all right. How do I fucking know? Does, does, can we get one podcast from start to beginning with no interruptions that have to do with Tom Selleck? Just once! No, James, I, I don't think we can. All right. As long as you're honest about it, fine. Anyway, about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about her. She's the uh, number one topic on my on, on episode. Episode number 157. Congratulations, James. Wow. For once, your uh, emotional outburst is something positive for a change. That's right, James. Maybe for celebrating... Reaching a milestone of 157 episodes. We can watch like a Tom Selleck movie or something. All right. See, I knew it was going to go somewhere horribly, horribly wrong. Forget about everything you're thinking in your head. Turn around and walk over there to the corner and put your nose right up against the wall. But James, I just... No, keep walking. But James, I just... No, keep going. 
put your head face the wall, put your nose right in the corner, put it there. You know, I, I, I really don't like to do this, but you leave me with no choice. Right there in the corner. You see the circle I drew for you to put your nose in? That one. But James, it's, it's lower than normal. Yeah, yeah, it is lower than normal. You're right, because you're extra punished. Okay, you're a bad little girl. James, what are you, what are you, what are you applying? Nothing. Just, just stay there until, uh, until I'm ready for you to come back. James, please don't let, don't let it be so long because I like the show. All right. Anyway, uh, Jesus, can I get, can I get to the goddamn topic already? There's a video you guys all have to watch. Maybe you've already heard of it. <clears throat> Maybe you've already heard of it. I think it's sweeping the web. Uh, it's about a, a, a Delaware cop. All right. There's a dash cam. Now, I have no idea why the dash cam is facing him while he's driving. Doesn't make sense to me unless they're, they're unless they got two cameras, one for the road and one facing inside the car in case when he takes a criminal in the back seat. If anything happens, they've got footage. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe it's all bogus. Maybe it's bullshit. And the guy turned the camera just to fuck around. Who knows? But I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping that, uh, you know how they say, like the reality stars, oh, after a while, you just forget all about the cameras. You know, you start acting normal. I'm really hoping this guy's had this camera on his car for, for years and he just doesn't even think about it anymore. Anyway, he's listening to Taylor Swift. The uh, shake it off, shake it off. That song, right? The dude is singing the whole song, lip syncing along with the song. And uh, he's like doing little dance moves. He's, <laughs> he's getting extra fruity like my, my, like my friend here. James, what are you playing? You heard me. And uh, he's, he's doing all these moves, shaking his hands around. And uh, it's awesome because you can see when he goes up to intersections, he breaks his character of his Taylor Swift uh, dancing and he like waves people on or waves at people as he's driving by and he gets a serious face going. And then as soon as he passes by, he gets back into his Taylor Swift mode. Oh, it's beautiful. But you know what? The reason I love this so much is I'm guilty of doing the same kind of shit. I'm not talking about Taylor Swift songs, but uh, sometimes I get a little silly. <laughs> I'll start singing along and getting extra fruity, all right? And I'll do my little dance moves because, hey, I think if you're alone, you let yourself, you let the freak come out, right? I think you all do. Don't lie to me. Don't you fucking lie for one second. But I do the whole thing if I'm singing, even if I'm singing a normal, like, manly song and I'm uh, driving along. I try not to sing in the daytime. I love uh, the nighttime thing. When you're all alone driving, let's say you're taking a long drive on the freeway, it's at night, you know, that's the perfect time. You're all alone, you let yourself go. If you're in the daytime, I can't do it because I know people are going to be driving by looking at me. But So I'll do what this guy's doing. If I think anyone's coming close to me, serious mode. Oh man, it's beautiful though. If you, if you have a chance, check that video out. And uh, my whole point is, my whole point is that it's it's not a secret anymore, all right? Grown men, even a guy as manly as a cop, likes Taylor Swift's music, <laughs> and he knew every word. So I think you all can come out of the Taylor Swift closet, all of you. I'm looking at all of you, Lito. I'm looking at you especially. You all can come out and uh, and admit that you, that you 
not so much like it, but you can tolerate it. And uh, you maybe you'll even nod your head a couple times. <laughs> All right, let's move on to something else. Uh, recently, and by recently, I mean yesterday, my children were outside and they were playing. Fucking finally, it seems like they've been sitting in their fat asses for a while now to the point where I've noticed it. Because I usually don't pay attention to my kids at all. But uh, I've seen them just laying around, not doing a whole lot. Actually, you know what it was? I look outside and the bikes are, are there accumulating dust. I'm like, hey, what's going on? What? Go outside and do something. Well, we don't want to. <laughs> Go outside. Do something active. I want you out there for one hour. Get out. And they leave, right? They come back in 10 minutes. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I don't think so. Get out. Get out. Throw, and, you know, I go out there, throw the ball with them, try to do something. <sighs> I think I've already mentioned this many times before. I'm not so much like an old cunt, like where I don't want my kids to be doing anything with technology. But I, most of the time, I don't want them to be around it. They're seven and five. I don't want any tablets because someone bought my kid a tablet for her birthday, which is fucking pissed me off. Anytime I see her with it, I rip it out of her hands. My boy, Game Boy, out of his hands. He finds them. I don't know how he finds them, but he gets them. Take them out. I just, I don't want them to be looking down at the screen so soon. You know? Back in my day, we were outside running around and, and, and riding bikes and playing basketball and baseball and football. And I don't fucking like what's going on. I don't like what I see nowadays. These goddamn kids, they just don't understand. They don't get it. They're inside looking at their goddamn screens all the time. I mean, they just they don't know about life. They don't know shit. <laughs> See, I'm trying to do my part, trying to get my goddamn kids outside. So anyway. They're outside riding their bikes. They actually got hooked on it again, thank God. They forgot about what it was like to be a kid. Uh, no, uh, it's because it's been cold. They don't go outside. I'm just fucking around. They haven't been lazy cunts. It's because it's been cold. <clears throat> Ahem! And uh, they finally, it's warming up. They're getting out there. They're, they're playing. But uh, I've got my Nazi neighbor next door. Oh, my God, Jeff. Can I come back? Why? Are you saying you're supporting the Nazis? Um, kind of, James, yeah. <laughs> okay, come back. Thank you, James. I just, I really like hearing the Nazi stories, though. I just want to be up here, if you, um, up close and personal to hear about the Nazi neighbor, because he sounds like a very nice man, James. All right. The Nazi neighbor he lives next door to me. Now, if you all don't know, my Fruity Pants friend here knows all about it. But if you don't know, my na my neighbor is, in fact, a real Nazi. It's true. I did the research. I did the reconnaissance. I got the information I needed. I extracted <laughs> the intel from him. Uh, just, to, just to sum it up, because I think some of you guys are new to the show. You haven't heard all of them. And you're probably not going to do the footwork of going back and trying to find the episode I discussed it on. So real short version. He wound up inviting my wife, not even me, my wife. Yeah, my wife. To go get some German sausage. No fucking joke. He came to the door. I actually was hiding behind the door. My wife answers it. And I heard him go, Oh, hi. Uh, I just wanted to come and invite you to get some German sausage. And I went, wait, wait, wait. What the fuck did he just... No. 
He's a sweet old bastard, so I knew it was all it was all innocent. And uh, anyways, so uh, weeks later, we wind up going. I drive. We go to Alpine Village in uh, Torrance, and there's a little German community there. And uh, they have a whole market there full of all German shit. Some good stuff in there, I gotta, I gotta admit. James, are you saying that you like German sausage? <laughs> yes, I am. Oh my God, James. What was your favorite flavor? Was it? Um. <laughs> you got nothing, though. You got nothing. Oh, I got something now, James. Is it? Wiener schnitzel. All right. That was horrible. That was, that was stupid. I'm sorry, James. I'm just not used to German sausages. Yeah, I know, because you like the black ones. <laughs> James, that was very rude. I right, go fuck yourself. All right, so we wind up going to Alpine Village. I'm the one driving. I'm trying to in- extract Nazi information out of this dude because my wife said that she thinks she remembers him mentioning he was in World War II. And since he's from Germany, I don't know. We just put two and two together. <laughs> so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to ask the dude if he was a Nazi without saying, hey, were you a Nazi, dude? You know? And so I'm asking him questions about Germany, and he never gets to it. But you know what it did it? Volkswagen did it, buddy. That's that's what I'm telling you. Volkswagen is the key. I saw an old Beetle on the freeway. I said, hey, uh, are those cars still popular in Germany to this day? Because I know they're really popular in America. Oh, well, I think uh, not so much. But, uh, you know, Hitler was involved with the design of the of that uh, Beetle. And I went, oh, fuck, this is my chance. Oh, yeah, Hitler, huh? Say, were you in the war? <laughs> Anyway, long story short, the dude was a Hitler youth. He lied about his age, was in the war, was a bona fide Nazi, and he shot at people. Yes, yes, the Nazi neighbor. Thank you. Thank you all. It's exciting living next door to a Nazi. I got to tell you, but even though he doesn't do cool Nazi stuff, he's a very sweet old man, but uh, I I don't trust him anyway. I don't want to be alone with him in a room. I just, I, I don't, yeah. You know what I really want to do, to be honest with you? I'm just fucking around with the whole alone in room thing because he's really fucking nice. I really want to really want to go to BevMo and, and get some really good German beer, all right? And then just go to the dude's door with a six-pack and just knock on the door. When he opens it, you know, his wife passed away. He's all alone. And when he opens the door, I'm like, look what I got. <laughs> Maybe bring us some German sausage. I don't know. And just walk in and just really try to snoop around. Try to find some Nazi shit, right? Something that ties back to that time. And just really get some stories out of the dude. I really want to do that. I've been saying that shit for years. I think I'm, I think I'm going to do it. Oh my God, James. Can I come too? No. Why not, James? I want to I meet the Nazi neighbor guy and hear his cool Nazi killing stories. No. Do you know what he would do if I brought you over? What do you mean, James? What are you implying? If I brought someone like you to his place, it would be a sheer sign of disrespect. And he would not only not invite us in, he would probably hate me then on after for that disrespectful notion of bringing you into his house. Oh my God, James. You are so mean. Is it because I'm part Jewish? You're not part Jewish. 
I know, James. I just, what else could it be? It's because, look, they don't like, they don't like the Jews. They don't like the gypsies. They don't like, they don't like what you are also. What do you mean, James? Like, like festive? Yep, exactly. That's a nice way I can put it. They don't like festive people. Well, James, I think I can really win him over, James, with my good personality and stuff, so I just didn't... No, no, it's settled. You're not going with me to meet the Nazi neighbor. It's done. <sighs> Fine, James. Okay. Anyway, you know what this guy does? Like I said, sweet old bastard. If my kids are outside playing, he'll give them little treats. Okay. Yes, they are wrapped. So, yeah, he's not trying to poison my kids. At least, I don't think... You know what? Maybe he is trying to poison my kids. Now, Nazis don't poison. At least with foods, anyway. They use gas. And uh, and they use a lot of uh, bayonets because they don't want to waste the price of a bullet on someone that's beneath them. You know? <laughs> now, he gives my kids little treats all the time. So, yesterday... My kids come in, look what he gave us, Daddy. And they, they ha- they're they holding this package. Now, here's what the package says. I thought you guys would get, <laughs> would get a kick out of it. Uh, I'm going to try to read it. I'm probably going to do a horrible job because I don't speak German. Deutsch. Uh, what is it? Deutsch. How's that? Deutschland? That's Germany. I don't fucking know. Uh, here we go. It says, uh, Schumann vom Nürnberger Lebkuchen. Das schmeckt man. Yeah, I don't know what any of that shit means, but it just turns out to be chocolate gingerbread cookies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was interesting at all, but uh, I just think it's a cool notion that a German Nazi neighbor handed my kids some German chocolate gingerbread cookies. Dude! Ah! That's the best! Anyway, speaking of Nazis in Germany, this guy named Lorne Schmutz, <laughs> he was, uh, he's from the, the podcast The Bold and Belligerent. I, uh, I read his suicide soundtrack in the last episode. I love the guy's name, Lorne Schmutz. It turns out he wrote back to me after he heard the show, and in fact, that is his real name. Oh, thank God. But uh, the thing about Lorne Schmutz is... Uh, he says that his name literally means dirt in German. <laughs> so uh, he says, uh, you're talking to a man from royal bloodlines. Look at this guy, Mr. Lorne Schmutz. That means dirt. Who knew? Shout out to Lorne Schmutz, you dirty fuck. All right, let's move on. Uh, speaking of Germans and Nazis, let's, let's just transfer this over to the good guys, huh? shall we? And yes, I'm talking about America, if you didn't know. Now, let's, let's talk about the real good guys, because there's so much shit going on nowadays with politics and uh, evils, but uh, back in World War II, that was, as they call it, the greatest generation, and it was for a fucking reason. These dudes saved the world, all right? This was a legitimate threat. There was real evil. Someone tried to rule the world. And uh, we said, no, no, no. Our, uh, our boldest and finest and bravest, they, they charged over there. Think about this. 
they they went to a foreign land, most of which not I'm gonna say ninety something percent of them never even probably dreamt of visiting or had ever been to. You know, not knowing what to expect. You're going there to fight for your life. And uh, the mission was to save the world. Jesus. Balls on these guys. Maybe, you know what? I also heard they were just bored. <laughs> there wasn't a lot going on. It's like, ah, fuck it, I'll go. Anyway. <laughs> Greatest generation, goddammit. Save the goddamn world. Uh, I was recently hanging out with this dude for work. We were partnered up for the day. And, you know, he turns out to be a nerdy bastard. And so that, that did by me just fine. We were talking about nerdy shit, and after a while, the guy brings up that Captain America is his favorite superhero, which really threw me off. And I told him, I go, dude, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. And he goes, well, about Captain America being the favorite superhero? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. I get that from other people, too. It's like, why? He goes, I don't know, man. I just, I've always liked him. As a kid, I just always liked him. And uh, he's like, I don't know, there's just something... Like I'm just, you know, I'm like I'm a patriot, man. I like seeing the American flag. He goes, uh, and like he's on no shit. Every time the GI Joe uh, show would come on, I would kind of get teary eyed from the theme song. <laughs> I started laughing my ass off. Right? I'm like, are you kidding me? And so right away, I had to figure this dude out. I was like, wait a second, let me ask you a question. I asked him one question, and it pretty much, you know, it answered everything. And it kind of made the dude realize something in his life. And it simply was, do you have someone that you really care about that was in the military? And he's like, yeah, my grandfather. He was in World War II. And he started getting kind of choked up. He's like, holy shit, it all makes sense. (laughs) That's why he liked Captain America. That's why he loved G.I. Joe. You know, the whole thing. It just translated over. It all goes back to your past, everybody. You know it. Here's the, here's the point. He started telling me stories about his grandfather. And I got into, uh, we started talking about Saving Private Ryan, the whole thing. Because he asked me what my favorite war movie was. And uh, that's the one I said. And he goes, dude, now that you bring that up, my grandfather, me and my father went to watch that movie together. And I was like, wait a minute. Your grandfather went to watch... Saving Private Ryan in the theater. He's like, yeah, dude, he was he was crying a whole lot during the movie. He's like, well, fuck, man. <laughs> Jesus. His grandfather said, without a doubt, hands down, that is the most accurate World War II movie he's ever seen. Pretty good, huh? Looks like uh, Spielberg... Did it right. You've seen the movie, right? Everyone has, except my goddamn cousin, Monkey. <gasps> he was over here watching football the other day. I started talking about Saving Private Ryan for whatever reason it came up. I've never seen that movie. I immediately went to my fucking bookcase. I pulled it out under uh, S. Yes, I do have my movies alphabetically in order. <laughs> to better find them when I'm looking for them, goddammit. I'm not that much of a weirdo. I think it just makes sense. And I walk over to him and I shove it in his face. I go, here, bitch. You're taking it and you're watching it, and you're and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna remedy the situation because this is this is bullshit. You're a man, you can't have not seen Saving Private Ryan. Goddamn it! <sighs> anyway, this dude tells me his grandfather was a paratrooper, 
let's think about this for a minute. It's one thing to enlist in the military at that time. Well, still to this day, but, uh, you know, intelligence is better now. But let's just, let's go back to 1941. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. So I guess it was 42. <laughs> uh, that was Pearl Harbor, by the way. That's when, uh, that's when we got involved, if you all didn't know. <laughs> Professor Dater here, and if you open your textbooks to page 78, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and get into uh, America's involvement in World War II. Now, uh, it was a troubled time in, in nation's history. So uh, think about it. You're going overseas. You're going to try to save the world from these evil fucks, right? You're, you're in this foreign land. You've never been there before. You're losing your home field advantage. Right? You, you don't know what to expect. You're walking around. Got your buddies with you. Holding your weapons. Probably scared as fuck. Because you, again, don't have any idea what's going on. There's landmines. There might be a sniper nearby. They might be hiding in the bush. Who fucking knows? Imagine the anxiety and the tension you must feel at all times. Then shit goes down, right? The bullets are flying. You take cover. You're firing back. The cannons are going off. The tanks are shooting. All the shit's going down. And after, you know, you've seen all the movies. After it dies down, your captain's like, All right, man, let's move out. Right? You, you start walking again. How on edge would you be at that moment? After you just got shot at, you could have been killed, right? And then it's just start, oh, we got to keep walking. <laughs> add all that. Besides that, you know, add seeing your fucking buddies getting killed and people blowing up in front of you. And God damn, I'm, on top of all that, you're jumping out of a fucking plane <laughs> into hell. All right, you got bullets flying past you. They see the plane in the sky. They see you jumping out of the fucking plane. You're a target all the way down. There's not a whole lot you can do. There's not a whole lot of maneuvering, right? Imagine that. To, to add to all the other anxiety and fear and mind fuckery, you're jumping out of a plane into the shit. The balls on these guys. So he tells me the story. Now, I didn't know this about paratroopers in this time. They didn't have parachutes as we know them today. You didn't jump out of a plane, and after you know a few hundred feet of falling, you pull the ripcord and poof, it pops out. Apparently, you're wearing the, back, the bag on your back. All the dudes are all lined up, and you hook up uh, your little clip or your, uh, your rope, whatever the fuck it is, your tie. You hook it to a line above your head. Everyone hooks in. Now, you've seen it in the movies. I just never really thought about it. Everybody's hooked in now, and everyone's like, all right, go, 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 go. And one after another, they're jumping out of the plane. Now, you falling down or jumping out of the plane, your little, your little clip is hooked onto that rope above your head, and it's, that's what's pulling your chute out as you're jumping out. And that's why they got to all jump out at a certain whatever, how many seconds apart. But I didn't know... When you jumped out of the plane, that little clip you have on the rope is what's yanking your chute out. 
I don't know. I, just thought, I thought that was interesting. That's all. <laughs> so you're falling down. God damn, how scary that must be. Oh, my God. Anyways, the dude said that that uh, a lot of the times what the paratroopers would do is they pretty much they use them as like a flanking device where uh, the people were storming the beach, right? And they have all the people firing on the beach. The paratroopers would be dropped inland and then they're walking towards the beach and they're they're taking out all the dudes that are hitting the guys that are coming off the uh, the cargo ships, whatever you call those things. So they're coming from behind. But, uh, you know, they weren't always dropped into the shit. But, you know, it doesn't matter. That's fucking terrifying. But there's one story that he told me that is a mind fuck. The, the guy was in uh, one, of the, one of the drops they were doing. They were, they were uh, all about to hook on to that rope. And uh, he couldn't get it. He, something, something was wrong with his bag or his, or his hook or whatever it was. There was a problem with it. He couldn't get it going. And his uh, his buddy was behind him. And he's like, man, what's going on, man? And he's like, I just can't, I can't get it. I don't know, whatever. So the guy's like, all right, let me help you. The guy takes a step, uh, you know, has him step out of the way, gets his hook. He's doing it. He's getting it going. And then all of a sudden, the plane gets hit. His fucking friend blows up in front of him. And the grandfather had so much guilt because he lived. And, and that dude, where he was standing, that should have been where he was. But his grandfather was fine, made it out, but his, his buddy ate it. And the plane fucking started going down. I think the thing, yeah, the, yeah that's what he said. The plane crashed, um, I think, into the water or something. I forgot how it happened, but it just... It didn't just drop out of the sky. They, you know, they kind of, they crash landed, and then uh, I think the Marines came in. They came in. Uh, I think they stayed there overnight, and the and the Marines came and they got him out in the morning. They couldn't believe that there was those many dudes alive in that plane. They stuck it out, but so the dude wound up becoming an extreme alcoholic because of uh, his regret and his guilt over, like it should have been me, not my buddy. It should have been me. Fucking believe that. What a goddamn story that was. Whew. So much fucking balls those guys had, huh? Speaking of that, I recently saw that movie American Sniper with my wife. I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not about that. I don't spoil shit. I hate that. Uh, I just want to tell you that I did enjoy it. <laughs> and... The end of the movie, I'm not going to say anything about it, trust me. But when after the movie ended, it's a powerful story. After the movie ends, there's no music in the credits when, they, when they're rolling. So people are walking out, and it's just dead silent. It was fucking bizarre. I've never been to a movie like that where the ending was just nothing. And people just walked out. Like, nobody was even talking. Because of what they just watched, you know? It was fucking <laughs> bizarre, to say the least. But there, there was one thing about this movie, I will tell you. It's not ruining anything for you, but it really fucking bothered me. Because I just thought, like, really? This is a fucking 
pretty, it's, I mean, it's, it's a goddamn Clint Eastwood movie. All right, you've got the money. It's kind of a big deal. They had a fake fucking baby in the movie in one scene or a couple scenes. And it was just like completely obvious. Com- fucking completely obvious. And it takes you out of the, it takes you out of it at that moment. Because you're looking at this stupid looking goddamn mannequin the guy's holding. It's lifeless. You can tell it's plastic. But you can hear a little like. The little baby sounds. Oh man, it was retarded. I leaned over to my wife and I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh man. So if you do see the movie, that should give you a good laugh. When you see that goddamn baby. Oh, it's so retarded. Why couldn't you get a real baby? <laughs> Why? Oh, stupid. Even if there was a problem with the baby, you don't you don't got like a stunt baby laying around? An extra baby just in case that baby is crying or or you know, whatever. You just need a fucking white baby. How hard is it to find a white baby to be in a movie? You gotta put a goddamn fake doll? Ah, oh, ruined it. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of babies, Super Bowl is coming up. And uh, we just saw the playoff games last week, everybody. And god damn it, were they horribly fucking boring games. <laughs> oh, man. I was so excited for those games. Monkey came over. <gasps> we had some beer. We had some food. We had some good times. We had some laughs. Um, I even shed a tear or two. Because uh, my boy Aaron Rodgers couldn't handle it. Oh my god, James. You're not a Packers fan. I do like watching the Packers. Yes, I do like rooting for that team. I do. But James, how did how did your team do, James? Fuck you for that. James, why are you talking like that? I'm just, I'm really curious, James. How did your team do? Well, I did finish in, uh, I think, third place. You're right, James. You're just full of shit. You're probably talking about your fantasy football league, James. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I think I finished in third place out of like 12 dudes, which isn't bad. (laughs) No, James. How did your NFL team do? How did they do, James? How did they do? All right. You know I'm a fucking Raiders fan. Oh, my God, James. I just wanted to hear it. I I just wanted to have a good laugh. That's all, James. All right. Listen, the Raiders did shitty this year. But, you know, it, it's, a, it's a rebuilding year. That's what it is. <laughs> People always give me shit when I say Raiders fan. But you know what? It comes back to my childhood. You have to give me a pass on that. My dad is a Raiders fan. He took me to fucking games when they were in L.A. Tailgating thing. It's in my blood. Go fuck yourself. It's a great reason. You know, it, I adopted it. Not even I adopted it. it was, it's in my blood. I bleed silver and black. You cut me open, black will come out. I like wearing black all the time. That's probably the fucking reason why. Now get off my ass about it. Next year, though, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take it <laughs> all the way. <laughs> New coach, probably a good, uh, good line in the draft, and we'll be all right. You, just, you don't worry about the Raiders, my friends. We'll be just fine. All right. Speaking of Super Bowl, though, it's going to be the Patriots versus the Seahawks. I fucking hate that the Seahawks are in it. I hate them. I just don't like looking at them, that's all. Fucking Packers blew it. They had the whole time, they had the game, and uh, the ending is when they let it go. 
Now, I'm telling you, I'm not a big time sports fan, so don't get don't start losing interest in this in this show if you don't like sports because uh, I'm the stupidest sports reporter you're ever gonna hear. I'll dumb it down for you because I'm dumb. <laughs> but I, I'm gonna say that I think they lost because uh, Aaron Rodgers was probably thinking about his hot ass girlfriend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Olivia Munn, everybody. Olivia, <laughs> Olivia Munn. Oh my God, James, she's whatever. Yeah, you know why you're saying that? Why, James? Because she's not your type. That's right, James. She's not because she doesn't have a mustache. James, what are you implying? I'm just saying. I know you won't think she's good looking because she's not Tom Selleck. James, Tom Selleck. It's probably the most perfect specimen on this planet, James. I mean, the only person that could possibly be better looking than Tom Selleck, James, is a younger version of Tom Selleck. And the transitive property clearly states, James, that two objects of the same same thing cannot, but of different times, cannot, cannot exist at the same time, James. So, as a result, I think it's clear to see that present-day Tom Selleck is the clear winner of the best of everything, James. I'm done. Well, that was clearly the most retarded thing that's ever come out of your mouth since my dick. <laughs> wait, wait. No, that doesn't help me. Listen, I don't know why you got so excited in that whole rant. Most of it didn't really make any sense. Uh, but listen, Olivia Munn is fucking hot. I don't care what you say about Tom Selleck. Although he is an attractive man, he is nowhere near as hot as Olivia Munn. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers, that, that was his downfall. That was it. I bet he we were just thinking about going home to her. Like, oh, this game's fucking over. Look at, look at all the great things I've done this game. We've got it. We nailed it. And speaking of nailed it, I'm going to go nail myself some Olivia Munn tonight. Yeah! And he just let it get away from him. And... You just can't let pussy interfere. That's all I'm saying. That's never a problem for me, James. Yeah, yeah. We all know. James, what are you implying? You know. I just meant that I can stay focused, James. Yeah, I'm sure you can, buddy. I'm sure you can. Oh, you know what's funny about the uh, the Packers-Seahawks game is that a lot of these fucking asshole uh, Seahawks fans left the game early because they were losing. Okay, they came back in one in like the last couple minutes. But, oh my God, that's so awesome. Can't you see the bandwagon bullshit with this team? Oh, the 12th man. <laughs> and they got locked out because there's no re-entry. Yeah, take that. Oh, that's beautiful. What kind of fuckhead would leave a game early like that? On a, on, on a championship game. How much were those tickets? You just walk out? Oh my god, fuck you guys. Stupid. Anyway, uh, one more dumb thing I gotta bring up about this football uh, is the Patriots game. There's a big scandal, and they've even got a catchy little faggy title, Deflate Gate. <laughs> yeah, apparently the Patriots are cheaters once again. I think before... Belichick was where I was having people spy on the other teams practicing so they would learn their plays. Yeah. Uh-oh. And this time, they were uh, called out for deflating the balls so that there's not as much air and they're easier to grip. 
for the quarterback to throw them. Maybe even to catch them. I don't know. It's a big thing, dude. Apparently, they, they released two pounds of pressure. I don't really know how much two pounds of, two pounds of pressure is. It sounds like a lot, though. <laughs> but uh, I, I really don't know. I do not know where I stand on this. I do not know. A part of me is like, well, they should have fucking been aware of this. The refs grab the balls all the time. After all the plays, they throw the ball to the ref. And they go put it on the fucking on the field. But they didn't feel it. I don't know. It seems like maybe some of them were paid off, right? The refs. How do you... They, they, they're touching the balls all the time. And apparently, I didn't know this either. Every team provides their own balls. That sounds like a bunch of shit to me. How come the fucking refs don't are, are in control of the balls? How come the league isn't in control of the balls? That seems shady to me. Oh, their own team. We have our own balls. Really? I thought they were like official balls that the <laughs> that the uh, league provided. So there wasn't any any uh, r- margin for error on this kind of shit. Oh man, just based on that alone, I say go fuck all of you guys. You should have the balls yourselves, NFL. Don't rely on the teams providing their own balls. That's dumb. Number one. Number two, the Rebs are, are holding the balls the whole time. They should be uh, checking them out, making sure there's nothing going on with them. Number three, if you want to get involved with that, oh, it's easier to grip. What about these receivers that are putting gloves on, probably sticky gloves, and this tape they put on their fingers to better grip the balls? Why isn't that an issue? I don't know. I don't know. Stupid. We're going to see where this is going to go. Oh, this might be something big, but probably not. (laughs) What are they going to do? Nothing. Anyway. Oh, man, it's always something, dude. It's always something with these fucking people. Creating scandals and shit. I'll get to that later. But uh, just uh, put a bookmark in that one. And for the record, I'm hoping the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just don't like the Seahawks. They they bother me. And uh, you know what? Especially, here's a good reason not to like the Seahawks. Well, this fuckhead, Russell Wilson, the quarterback of the Seahawks, he, do you know what he just said recently? He, first of all, he played like shit the first uh, four and a half quarters of the game. <laughs> or three three and three quarters. quarters. <laughs> the dude threw four interceptions. Do you know what he said recently? God made him throw four interceptions. Oh, fuck you, dude. God made him do it. Guess why? So that his, his comeback would be that much more triumphant. What a fucking asshole. How full of yourself do you have to be to put it all on? Oh, yeah, God just did it for me to look extra good, you know, for me to make that big of a comeback. He he put uh <laughs> He put uh well, what's that word? Uh adversity? He put adversity in front of me so I would overcome it. Oh, the ego on you, you fuck. Just for that, I really want you to lose. Well, no, I really want it to be a great game, so, but I really want you to fucking, oh, that got me going. You know, for one, it's one thing when I hate when they go, I want to thank God for my performance tonight. You know, I want to thank the Almighty, you know, <laughs> fuck you for that, but especially for this dude. Oh, man, I really had no opinion on this guy before, but now I, I really can't stand him just for making that one statement. Go fuck yourself, Russell Wilson. All right, let's move on now. 
And now it's time for Stallone Stands Alone Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie. Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question. When we place Sylvester Stallone in Gone with the Wind, playing Clark Gable's character of Rhett Butler. And here it goes. Rhett! Rhett! If you go, where shall I go? What shall I do? Yo, like, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn, you know? I, for one, think it's abundantly clear that Stallone would have brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Brett Butler. But, alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us. This has been another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. All right, uh, let's move on. Let's do something I'm going to call Danger Don'ts. That's right. I'm going to share with you a few things. Uh, Maybe you probably shouldn't do this in your life. I'm just trying to help you all out. Do you understand that? I'm doing it all for you. Here's the first one. Uh, Mr. Bono from U2, (laughs) he got into a horrible bike accident. Oh, my gooseness. Yeah, Bono. First of all, Fuck you, Bono. You deserve this bike accident, okay, for uh, violating my iTunes account. Yeah, I'm still upset about that. I'm one of the first ones to say it. I broke the story. <laughs> Dude, I, I I don't know if you were there. Well, you weren't there, but I don't know if you listened. Uh, I recorded this show like immediately after they deposited their violating songs into my account. And uh, I think I was the first one to break the story. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck you, TMZ. Now, so Bono, he's uh, riding his bike through Central Park in New York. He gets into an accident. He winds up breaking his arm in six different places. He fractures his eye socket, his hand, and his shoulder blade. Now, first of all, having never been to New York, I have seen a lot of movies and TV shows that feature New York. Isn't it mostly flat in New York? I mean, what is this dude doing? Is Central Park have a lot of hills and valleys? What is he doing where he's just where he wrecks himself this hard from a bike ride? Unless he's speeding through the street like a fucking maniac, in which case maybe he was deserving it. But what is he doing that gets him into this horrible of an accident? I don't understand it. Apparently he will never play guitar again. His fucking guitar. He can't ever play again. And it says here, uh, uh, freak accident. High energy bicycle accident. High energy. What is he What is he doing? The guy's like 50-something. <laughs> he has no memory of this accident. He woke up at the hospital with his humerus sticking through his leather jacket. Okay, that's the red flag number two. Why the fuck are you wearing a leather jacket, dude, while you're riding your dumb bike? What an asshole. You deserve this, dude. 
Danger don't number one. Don't be a cunty rock star, uh, Mr. Self-Righteous, who violates people's iTunes accounts and rides bikes at high rates of speed. <laughs> Next one. Heidi Klum. Yeah, well, I guess we're doing all celebrities so far. I just found out from my uh, my cousin Monkey. <gasps> we're talking about, I don't, do, I don't know. We talk about the weirdest shit. Somehow he brought up Heidi Klum. And uh, apparently they got divorced, her and Seal. I never got that one. Seal. Pfft. Yeah, I guess he uh, is a musician or, or a singer. But really, look at the dude. He really pulled Heidi Klum. All right. But uh, they got divorced. Apparently the reason my, my cousin told me is because she cheated on him with her bodyguard. Ha! Now here's a danger don't for you boys. If you ever find yourself in the stage of life that you have that much money and that much fame that you have to hire your wife a bodyguard, here is a danger don't. Don't hire a guy that A, is charming, B, is funny, or C, is remotely good looking. You're fucking asking for it. Now, this is given the fact that you must hire a bodyguard because the first danger don't is don't 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 hire any guy that's going to be spending an excessive amount of time with your lady you're asking for it you are asking for it first of all he's the knight in shining armor he's a protector he's looking out for her so she feels safe around him on top of that if he's charming all right and remotely good looking it's over you fucked up dude it's, it's over. It's ruined. What you got to do, if you have to hire a bodyguard, you got to hire... First of all, you want to hire a woman, I think. Some badass woman that's really dikey, right? Like a butch type, like a special forces type unit chick. No chance of anything happening. But she can take care of herself and your girl, right? Intimidating looking, like a manly type looking chick. That's your go-to. But if you have a problem with that for whatever reason, if you need to hire a guy... You got to hire like some fucking weirdo that's all business, okay? Maybe even a gay dude that's just fucking hardcore. Uh, that's, yeah, that's it. Gay dude. Or maybe even like a, hmm. You got to hire a dude that that has no interest. Like maybe he was, maybe like a, like a eunuch, a guy with no dick who has no interest in your woman at all. That's like the only three options you have. <laughs> Danger, don't. Don't hire a man in any capacity to look after your wife. Okay, next story. Oh, wait a minute. Speaking of that, I got, I got something to add to this. Speaking of that, my wife went to a hangout with her friend yesterday, co-worker. They went to uh, a restaurant. I will leave out which restaurant it was, but it was not a fancy restaurant by any means. So uh, she comes home. We're about to watch another episode of Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> We're almost done with the show. But I tell her, like, hey, so did you have a good time? Like, yeah, I did. I had a great time. So did uh, any creepy guys hit on you? Oh, my God, James. Are you really that guy? Did you really ask your wife if she got a hit on James? Do you really lack that much self-esteem, James? Do you? That's so pathetic, James. Oh, my God, James. You're so pathetic. No. No. Let me tell you something. It's not uncommon that creepy guys hit on my wife. Because she happens to be an attractive lady. Well, I think so because I married her. <laughs> no, 
she I'll hear funny stories about uh different dudes and uh buying them drinks and all that kind of shit. So she went to this restaurant with her friend and she said this dude she said no, first of all, but she goes, The waiter came up to us and he's like, I'm usually in a good mood, but tonight I just I'm in a bad mood tonight. And I went, No fucking way. <laughs> I thought it was the douchiest fucking thing, right? And, and uh, we've been to this restaurant together, and she's like, "It's that black guy that we've seen before, you know." And he came up to us and said that. And I go, "What did you guys say?" She goes, "Nothing. We just ordered our our drinks and our food." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so douchey." And she's like, and then like a little bit later, after he came by to bring us our food, he's like, "I'm in a better mood again, so <laughs> everything's cool." And I went, you, you realize why, right? Do you realize what this whole, all this shit that happened? Do you know what happened? No, what happened? Nothing happened. I was like, yeah, yeah, something happened. He came up and you didn't take his bait. No, that's not what it was. And she's all like smiling and shit. I go, no, 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 that's what happened. The dude came up all, I'm usually in a good mood, but tonight I'm in a bad mood. Just waiting for one of you girls to be like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> and oh I'm so proud of them both. They didn't say a shit to the guy at all. They just went like, oh, okay, well I'll take um <laughs> So the dude comes back later and drops his act because it didn't work. And she's like, that's not what happened. I'm like, yeah, of course that's what happened. Fucking douchebag. He played that card. I'm usually in a good mood, but tonight I'm 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 in a bad mood. Playing the fucking victim card. Oh fuck. Fuck you. And <laughs> she's like, he wasn't playing any game because he was the black guy, and that's just how they are. Like, what do you mean that's how they are? Stereotype much? She's just laughing. I just mean they're kind of dramatic like that. <laughs> and I go, all right. <laughs> I don't know. That didn't bother me. I said it was funny. <laughs> Danger don'ts. Don't hire a guy to do anything for your woman. All right, next up. <laughs> My cousin Dominic. Who? That's right. Just welcomed a new addition to his family. Another bouncing baby girl. That makes three. What a sucker! He's got a wife who's a girl. And he's got three children who are girls. The dude is fucked. Okay? Danger don't. Don't have all girls. Lesson to be learned. Oh my God, James. How does one prevent that from happening? Don't be silly, James. You can't, you can't possibly know what the sex of your child's going to be, James. You can't possibly know. Yes, you can. I've said it before many times, and I stick by it. The Chinese gender calendar. The Chinese aren't wrong. They have thousands of years and billions to show for it. They've done the research. They know. It worked for me. Twice for my kids, it works. I'm telling you, you if you if you doubt it, of course it's not 100% proven, but it's gonna help out if you do it. What you do is you look on. You gotta check a few websites because some of them are wanky. All right, you gotta check like five to seven websites and and pick the majority. <laughs> Chinese baby gender calendar, and you you type in the mother's birth date and the conception date. And it'll tell you what the sex of the baby will be. You can cross references with people you know. 
that have had babies, even yourself, look back on it and it'll tell you and the fucking eight out of ten times it's accurate. I like those odds. Telling you. Don't be stuck with like, like my cousin here with all girls. It's not cool. <laughs> no, but I was thinking about I've been thinking about this lately a lot. And my cousin and I, monkey, <gasps> we're talking about it. He's got a daughter too. She's uh, nine years old. My daughter's seven. We've been talking about this. It's like, dude, how, how, I asked him, how are you going to be the first time she starts bringing boys around? What are you going to do, man? How are you going to react? Because you got to, you got to know at this point, as soon as she, what, she's like 15, 16, wanting boys to come around. Let's say that first dude comes around, right? Oh, daddy, this is, um, this is Johnny. Johnny, this is my dad. You know what? That's never going to happen. That, <laughs> that's dead. Kids don't do that shit anymore, right? They have no manners. I mean, my kids will because I'm going to teach them to do that with their anti-technology father. <laughs> On a side note, I'm sorry. I'm all over the place tonight. On a side note, I was, at, I was having lunch with this guy, uh, Captain America boy. We were uh, having lunch together. This dude it has his... Uh, we went to uh, Flame Broiler, which is a fine place to go, by the way. This dude was standing next to us. We were sitting at a table, but he was standing there waiting for his food on his phone, wearing his skinny jeans. <laughs> they call him, they call his, uh, or they, oh, it's ready. Puts his phone away, grabs his food. Uh, he's walking out the door. He's, he's, uh, he opens his door and walks out, doesn't look behind him, lets the door close, and there's a woman carrying a baby right behind him. And the fucking door closes in her face, dude. And the guy I was having lunch with, jump, he springs into action without fucking missing a beat, opens a door. And, uh, and, the, and the woman walks out. Oh, thank you so much. And he sits down and goes, hey, dude, do you know what, you know what just happened? He's like, what do you mean? And I was like, do you know what just happened? That was a clear, clear fucking result of this day and age of what's going on, of technology. Everyone is so wrapped up in their bullshit phone and their own little fucking world. Nobody is even paying attention to the outside world around them. Hey, maybe there's people around this world with you. Maybe there's a goddamn woman behind you, asshole, with her fucking hands full with a baby. Why don't you be a gentleman, check behind you, and maybe hold that door open? It's dying. It's dying. We got to keep it alive, everybody. We have to, for that mother and that baby's sake. (laughs) Anyway. So I was thinking, uh, you know, what's going to happen when these boys come around? Because you know what they're thinking. All they want to do is fuck your daughter. That's all they want. You know it's true, everybody. Oh, my God, he's so vulgar. No, it's the truth. Every little boy that comes up to your house to, to visit your daughter, that's what he wants. Now... As far as it goes right now, I'm thinking of my little seven-year-old, how precious and innocent and fucking beautiful and funny and great she is. Great little person she is. Just the thought of some little fuck trying to come around and take advantage of my little girl. I'm sorry. Oh, I just want to rain blows upon them. You want to drink my milkshake? You want to drink it up? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Fuck that. I'm being a complete asshole to any little kid that comes around. Anybody. They're going to know. Oh, man, Jasmine's dad. Jasmine's dad, he's a fucking crazy asshole. Yeah, he talks to himself in a dark room. James, what are you implying? Nothing. 
He's crazy, man. But James, don't you think this might backfire on you? I mean, what if you just push your daughter away, James, from being so mean to our little boyfriends that she goes off behind her back, James? She starts sneaking around, James, and being promiscuous, James. Oh! I don't want to hear it. But you're fucking right. Yes, it might backfire on me. God damn it. What am I going to do, everybody? What am I going to do? What happens? You can't be too nice. You're just being inviting. You'll be a pushover. You can't be too mean. You'll push them away. You've got to have that fine balance. I guess you got to do it where you smile at them through your teeth. And you're polite so your daughter sees it. But when the daughter looks away, you give them little looks like, hey, fuckhead. I'm on to you. I'm watching. That's the way you got to do it. That's the way. You got to be an angel in front of your kid. But when she's not around, you got to really, you know, give him little fucking looks here and there. Shake his hand a little tighter than normal. How's it going there, Johnny? How you feeling, Johnny? Huh? You going to have her back at a a decent hour? Hmm? I got my eye on you, Johnny. I got a Nazi neighbor right over there. Him and I. We'll get you. <laughs> Danger, don't. Don't have all girls. And if you can help it, don't have any girls. Ugh, what a, you know what? No, I can't say that. It's it's great having, a, it's great having both. You got to have a girl and a boy. You have to. Just the experience of, oh man. Nothing like your little girl like, oh my God, daddy, I love my daddy. And all that shit. When they get all affectionate with you. Ugh. Don't have all girls. Danger, don't. All right, let's move on. Let's, <laughs> it's time for another edition of Suicide Soundtrack. Suicide Sound. Ah, finally got a Suicide Soundtrack intro song. Man, it's been too long, but I finally got it. All right, Suicide Soundtrack, if you don't know, is a segment in which I ask you, the listeners, to get interactive, all right? Let's just, uh, let's work together as a team. All in the name of fun and entertainment. (laughs) Suicide Soundtrack is a segment in which you give me your uh, perfect suicide scenario and what song you'd play while you do it. That's right. Morbid fun, everybody. Yeah, it's just for fun. The Danger Hour does not condone suicide. So, yeah, you give me your scenario. I read it on the air here. If you got uh, something to promote, I'll promote whatever you need. I'll play your song, the whole deal. All you have to do is email me, James. The danger hour at yahoo.com. It's that simple, everybody. Look at that. <laughs> Drop me a line. Hey, you could even send me dirty pictures of your mom. I'll look at them. That's right. You can send me uh, recipes. I'll make them if they're tasty. Anything you want to send me. Uh, yeah, you can do that. We're friends here. We're all friends. Me too, James. Not you. All right, today's entry is from uh, Danger Supporter. Good good dude, just for that reason alone. Jimmy Hernandez on the Instagrams at FoxTrotJim. Hope he doesn't mind me putting that out there. <laughs> First, I'll play Jimmy's song, and then I will read his email. But uh, let's just get right to it, shall we? This is a... 
This is some song, I tell you. Uh, do you like 80s montages? Because I do. And away we go!
you guys recognize that song? When I was pulling it off YouTube illegally, it was <laughs> a giant picture of Van Damme. That's right, it's from Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Fucking cool, man. 80s, cheesy 80s music. I like it. Here's his email. I can't picture offing myself, but I've come up with this. If I had some fucked cancer that gave me a year to live, I would tell everyone around me that I love them and blah, blah, blah. You know, all that sentimental shit. <laughs> and uh, let's see, I would sell all my shit and tell everyone that I really want to see a volcano in person. So I would go and try to find an active volcano that is ready to erupt and wait for it to do so. I would take whatever medicines I could that wouldn't weaken me or fuck with my thinking. All the while, I'd be collecting fireworks, big ones. <laughs> and when that sweet day comes where the volcano erupts, I'd jump on my dirt bike and don my Viking helmet and slap on my headphones and blast Dan Bush, fight to survive. He's got this next part in parentheses for me. Make sure it's on repeat. I know the song is about fighting to survive and I'm going to kill myself, but fuck you, don't judge me. It's my death, not yours. <laughs> By the way, you did say buttfuck. Just want to put it out there. Uh, let's see. Uh, and duct tape all my fireworks to my naked ass and ride to glory. Oh, wow. That's a visual. <laughs> I picture me swerving, dodging, and weaving while chunks of fucking molten lava and fiery rocks rain down all around me till I reach the peak of the goddamn volcano and leap with my bike straight into that raging cunt hole. <laughs> I'm sure there would be people watching as I would ride up and they'd record it. I bet seeing the fireworks show of my corpse would probably look pretty sweet. Even if I can't make it to the top and there was a slow moving lava to stop me, I would get off the bike. I would peel off fireworks and toss a couple of them at the melting doom that would be my tomb and see them go off at close range. Then I would hop back on my bike and ride right into and melt away. And if not... If I'm not wearing a Viking helmet, I would be okay substituting it for a full-on Vader costume. Nah, dude. I think, you're, I think you're right on with that Viking helmet. <laughs> it's pretty fucking great. Second way of death. Nah, nah, nah. I, I'm not going to read that little paragraph. That, that one's just, it's just fine by me. You don't need a second one. I'll, just, I'll read it anyway. Second way of death. Uh, dive off the Empire State Building dresses King Kong with the song Free Falling on my headphones. Uh, that, that's pretty solid too. But the other one I think is way more fucking epic. He closes it out with, uh, love the show. I'm sure this is too lame and or idiotic to make it on the show. Danger strong, Jim. You know what, dude? How dare you? How dare you say that? Too idiotic. This show, if you listen to the show, which I, I know you do because you say you do, you'd know that there's nothing too idiotic for this show. <laughs> no, dude, that was great. Thank you. Danger strong. Fucking A. Um, danger support. I love it. All right, Jim. That was pretty fucking solid, dude. You had it all also. You had uh, the epicness of riding your dirt bike up to an active volcano. And you even had your naked ass strapped with uh, explosive devices. I like that. You're going out in a bang, literally. But uh, I, think, I think the thing that really tops this whole thing off for me is the Viking helmet. That's, <laughs> That's pretty fucking sick, man. I like it. Uh, not to mention the... Do you, I think you got to have... Like, you can't just be selfish with that song, though. It's such a great visual. You'd have to have also... You can have it on your headphones, but you have to have some kind of speaker system set up where it would just blast on a PA for everyone around to hear. That would just... 
make the visual that more epic. If they hear this cheesy 80s song and they see the naked dude with fireworks blowing off of him, riding a dirt bike up up an active volcano with a Viking helmet. (laughs) That would be clean. Well done, sir. Very fucking well done. I like it. Damn, dude, you got me so pumped up. I think, would it be cool if you if you put a sidecar on your dirt bike and I sat in there and you just drove both of us? <laughs> I changed my mind about my suicide. I'll go with you, dude. Can I get a matching Viking helmet? <laughs> can you can you picture a dude that's naked with uh with <laughs> fireworks shooting off his naked ass, riding up a volcano? That's not enough. Then there's another asshole in a sidecar just <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> just sitting there not doing anything. <laughs> I recently told my cousin Monkey <gasps> that when I'm 40, I'm gonna buy myself a fucking Harley. And that I would love it if if I get a sidecar and he rides with me. Fuck that. <laughs> Is riding in a sidecar gay? Honestly. It sounds like fun to me, to be honest with you. It's funny, but it sounds like fun. But would you immediately be laughed at if you're if you're the guy in the sidecar? Because he's like, my cousin's all, I'm not gonna be a little bitch. <laughs> and I was like, all right, dude. What if I make it cool? How would you do that? I was like, what if you know you're sitting in the sidecar, all black by the way, and I just mount a fake machine gun to the top, so so it looks like like in the like in the war, you're the guy like da 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 da. He's like, that would be pretty fucking cool. I was like, yeah, and I'll give you one of those like Nazi helmets with a spike on the top. <laughs> That would be fucking sick. How could you laugh at that guy in the sidecar with a fucking machine gun mounted to the front of the goddamn sidecar? There's no way you can laugh at that dude. I think that's immediate respect. You know what? Foxtrot Jim, Jimmy, I want to be in your sidecar with a machine gun mounted to the to the front of it. And I'm going to be firing that bitch. That's the way we're going out. And you can wear your, your Viking helmet. I'll wear the, the Hitler helmet with a spike on the top of the head. I know this is your suicide soundtrack scenario but uh i'm sorry dude i have to get in on this (laughs) oh man that would be awesome (laughs) man you guys gotta help me out you gotta submit some more of these because i love them i love me you guys are creative fucks uh you guys are a little bit uh more some of you guys are more morbid than i thought you you put some some good details in there i fucking like that once again, that's thedangerhour at yahoo.com. Send me an email. Send me your suicide soundtrack scenario. I'll read your story. I'll play your song. Give you a shout out. The whole deal. Everybody wins. And while you're at it, why don't you go on the Instagrams after you look up Foxtrot Jim and look up The Danger Hour. That's right, at The Danger Hour. At Batagrams if you want to get a little nerdy. That's my Batman account. Uh, the Twitters. At The Danger Hour. The Facebooks dot com slash the danger hour the itunes at the danger hour podbean dot how's it go the danger hour dot podbean dot com all that shit handle it so uh hey jimmy thank you very much man i appreciate it dude uh appreciate your support of the show too and uh i fancy you <laughs> speaking of which let's move on to a little something i like to call I fancy that. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It's wonderful. It's. I fancy that. Fancy. All right, fancy times, everybody. Okay, this fancy is gonna be a little, uh, a little cheesy. You're probably gonna call me a bitch, but uh, what do you want from me? 
this is going to be like a little heartfelt. <laughs> These are the heartfelt ones. So here's what I fancy. Two things. First one. Um, I, you, I recently bought uh, my kids these little cheap-ass mailboxes from Target. If you go to like the cheap-ass area when you first walk into Target, these little mailboxes they got. Uh, they're like little tin things. Anyway, so I put one. It's a, I got a black one for me and my wife, <laughs> of course. And I put it in front of uh, our bedroom door on the floor. It's a real small one. It fits right there by the door. It doesn't get in the way. And then for my two kids, they each have their own little mailbox in front of their rooms. And so we'll leave each other little notes. And every time there's a note in there, we put the little flag standing up. They get excited. They get a kick out of it. So I'll leave them notes like, uh, you know, the first one was like, hey, Jacob, you're the best little boy I've ever met. You're super rad. And I don't care if you've got a giant lollipop head. You're the best big-headed kid I've ever known. <laughs> like shit like that. And my daughter like, hey, you smell like a bunch of awesome sauce. Just goofy bullshit, dude. They get a, such a kick out of it. And, you know, the excitement of seeing that little flag is up, that they got a little note from daddy. And they'll put something, uh, they'll put stuff in ours too. Like, you're the best mommy and daddy ever. I love you guys so much. It's so fucking cute. Uh, and how could you not, how could you not dig on that? How? What, you got no soul? You got no heart? What's the matter with you? You want to commit suicide? That's fine. Just send me your story first before you do it. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, I fucking fancy the hell out of it. It's just a little one of it's just one of those little tiny things you can do that makes a big impact on someone's life. Kind of like doing a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, little personal mailboxes for my my wife and kids. I fancy that. Next up, uh oh, this one's a little little corny too, but I don't care. I fancy my wife's cooking. Oh man, this woman not only attractive. You know what, dude? On a side note, she's been getting me going recently. I don't know what it is. I mean, she really hasn't been doing anything. I've just been in like overdrive. I don't know what's going on. Is is nature telling me to make more babies? I don't know, dude. I just can't relax. I'm like a fucking teenage kid, teenage boy again. <laughs> I feel like a teenage boy again. Anyway, I don't know why I shared that with you. It's just been, you know, it's just been what's going on with me lately. I just, you know, I just thought you guys should know. <laughs> My wife's cooking. God damn, this woman can cook. And she, the, what I like the most about what this woman can do is, uh, and you know the old saying, right? Uh, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. That's fucking true. If a well, and through his dick. But if a woman can cook you a good meal, ah, uh, that's it. You won. But what I love is we have nothing left, you know. She'll find just random shit in the fridge, in the cupboards, and whip up something extremely awesome. And, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Having a wife that can cook and being an awesome father and sending little mail notes to my kids and my wife. I fancy that. All right, and now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right, it's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you! All right, two fuck yous. Um, 
I don't know if you know about this show, but the fancies were all the all the positive good things that I appreciate in my life. And the fuck you is the darker side, the shit that really gets me going. Much like mostly other stuff in my life, but uh, <laughs> just one more time for me to get in my soapbox and bitch whine, jump them down, scream, complain, whine, all that stuff. Here we go. Number one, John Jones. Ah, I don't fucking like this guy. If you if you're a listener of the show, you know from the beginning I didn't fucking like him. There's just something about him that rubs me the wrong way. And I want to say, you know what? Fuck you, John Jones. Johnny Bones. There's just something about him I don't like. Oh, uh, maybe it's his cockiness. I hate people that are cocky. Oh, my God, James. Really? Uh, Listen, different kind of cocky. Relax. Oh, my God, James. No. All right. Yeah. Uh, And then this whole thing with him being a cokehead. Oh. He goes to rehab for one day. <laughs> the guy's just a dickhead. I don't like him. He's a fucking cocky dick. Oh, well, he has reason to be. He's a fucking champ. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I just don't like him. I don't have to like him. And I really don't like that uh, the other dude gets bo- gets popped for uh, smoking weed. And they, they kick him out of the fucking league, right? Are the, uh, what is it, you know, UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championship, yeah, league? <laughs> is it a league? I don't know. They kick him out, but this dickhead gets popped for coke, and uh, that's cool, he's sorry. <laughs> Stupid. And they say that it's not an enhancement drug. How the hell is cocaine not enhancing your ability to do anything? Doesn't it make you go off the walls? Personally, I really haven't done cocaine, asterisks. If you know the story, you know it wasn't by my doing. It doesn't count. But uh, I would think that it gets you all hopped up and shit, right? Isn't that the drug you take if you're super drunk? <laughs> you do you do a bump and you're, oh, I'm back. I'm good. I don't know. How can it not be enhancing his performance? Is it helping him win? I don't know. The guy's just got long, freakishly fucking arms, so... What do you want from me? I just want to take this moment to once again to say that I fucking don't like the guy. And I, I can't wait for him to lose. I've been waiting for this day, but he keeps goddamn winning. Pisses me off more. <laughs> so fuck you, John Jones. I know that was a weak one. I got nothing this week. Uh, so I needed to say fuck you to someone I didn't like. Uh, last one. The internet. Yeah, the internet. I know, I'm a, I'm a show. I'm an old son of a bitch. I don't like the goddamn technology. No, that's not what it is. I don't like how creepy it can get. You guys hear the story? I know you did. But that stupid girl that was at some uh, sugar bowl or something. And uh, they took a photo of her. Or uh, sorry, she was on camera. And she was touching a dude's head. And then when she saw herself on the big screen, she looked all awkward. And like, uh-oh. Like she was busted doing something wrong. And all of a sudden, the whole fucking internet. Oh, look, it's the... <laughs> It's the girl with the side guy, or whatever it was, right? At the Sugar Bowl. She's busted. And it was a big fucking deal. Who gives a shit, for one? The thing that creeped me out is uh, Yahoo does these stories, these these uh, news stories. She was featured. And it's like, oh, we found the truth. And yeah, I fucking fell for it because I was looking for show material. I clicked on the goddamn link. And uh, oh boy, did I find show material. But not in the way I thought I was going to find it. Yahoo winds up cracking the case. It's actually her boyfriend 
they fucking got on her Facebook page, all right? And they and they copied and pasted a bunch of her photos from her Facebook page. And look, see, this was taken in August of last year. Here's a picture of them two together. It's like, oh my God, you guys are fucking creeps. Just like the thought of someone, you know, they're posting all this. I mean, she's not, obviously her, her profile is not private, but still, it doesn't mean fucking broadcast my shit all over the internet, right? Oh my God, James. On Facebook, you're taking that risk, James. If you don't have your shit on, on private, you're saying, go right ahead, everybody. Take my photos and do what you will, James. <laughs> you know what? I got some friends that, uh, that don't have Facebook pages. And you know what? I think they're better off for it. They're the smart ones. My shit's on private, but still. What does it even mean? They can still hack your shit, right? I got to get off the grid. You know what? The only reason I'm on Facebook is because I learn stuff about life. I follow these science pages and they and they post different breakthroughs every day. Or, you know, I find out about people that died. It's just like my, my, it's my news source, my lazy news source. Stupid Facebook. But yeah, just, the, just how creepy the internet could be. How fucking creepy. Ugh. The fact that they, they went through that much of a hassle to research this chick. And it's not even like that. It's not even a story. That's that's how creepy it is. It's not anything. It's some chick on a fucking on TV that they speculate maybe she's cheating on her boyfriend. And they did they went through that much of an of an effort to to crack the case. Oh, it's disgusting. Ah. So John Jones and the internet at its creepiest level. Ah, fuck you. All right, that's going to do it, everybody. The Danger Hour, episode 157. That's a fucking wrap. Uh, it's been great. Uh, if you couldn't tell, I was in a good mood today. I had diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say thank you for listening. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, thank you, uh, Jimmy, for submitting your suicide soundtrack and for all of your support always. You're the fucking man. I'm running low on my suicide soundtracks, people. Come on. Come on. Send them in. <laughs> DangerHourYahoo.com Let's be friends. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for me. I'm out of here. And I will leave you with the same fantastic advice I leave you with every show. And that is simply... Stay dangerous, my friends. Later.